Good morning and welcome to Morning Prayer for Wednesday, the 2nd of September. Today we commemorate the martyrs of Papua New Guinea. Um, I can't find all the details for this. It says 1901 and 1942. Uh, the more famous ones, I don't I haven't found anything about the 1901 uh, martyrs. The 1942 ones were caught up in the war in the Pacific as the Japanese headed uh, south. Um, the Second World War came to Papua New Guinea and the Anglican Bishop Philip Strong expressed the general feeling amongst the mission staff that they were to stay with their people. Uh, most of them from all the church missions did, not just the Anglicans. Some survived the war, but 272 Christians died, and these included 12 Anglicans, who are especially commemorated by our church today. Uh, they died in various incidents in Papua New Guinea, the largest group being beheaded on the beach at Buna. Oh, a cheerful start to morning prayer. Thank you, Lord. It's never going to be a positive start. Um, and I haven't yet found anything about the 1901. That's fine. We don't need to. But we'll I shall, stick with the beheading. I think some... No, well, we, will, we will be told. Uh, the website has the normal... Uh, podcast from previous weeks, the normal invitations for the services coming up. A reminder, there is a service this morning at quarter past nine. That's a Wednesday blended communion service. So uh, some may attend at church, some may uh, share in the worship on Zoom. My understanding, and I don't, I think I got this right, but I may not. My understanding, this will be the last service of um Spiritual, spiritual communion. communion, thank you, because the plan is to start communion in one kind this coming Sunday at 10 o'clock. Again, a service that is blended, available in church or available on Zoom. And Sunday is a good Sunday because it is, of course, our patronal festival. So it's a good Sunday to kind of go to the next level of opening up after lockdown. Maybe. And the return of our uh, rector from Honeymoon, which is very notable. Um, a couple of other changes. I think Gillian mentioned them yesterday. The uh, invitation is on the website, extended for each day um, Compline. We've done this for some time. Or it's, it's been shared around uh, various people, always at 8 o'clock. Uh, as of Sunday and sun on, on onwards, it'll be 9 o'clock in the evening. And the aim eventually is to make this a deanery um, resource where it there will be somebody doing Compline every evening at nine. Um, Sharing the love. Yeah, so to, to sort of bookend the day. And the other change is the this morning uh, worship. This morning worship uh, will continue on Sundays as a podcast. We think probably Friday, Saturday and a Sunday, but uh, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. But the other days, because Martin and Paul are celebrating morning worship in church, the idea is to live stream and have that available on YouTube. More details of that to follow, but the likelihood is that will start as of next week. So lots to uh, take in and find out. Just for now, we are beginning this day with worship on this Wednesday morning, and we give thanks to God for the freedom to worship together without fear.
O Lord, open our lips. And our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O Lord, our governor, how glorious is your name in all the world. Your majesty above the heavens is praised out of the mouths of babes at the breast. You have founded a stronghold against your foes that you might still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have ordained, what are mortals that you should be mindful of them, mere human beings that you should seek them out? You have made them little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honour. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands and put all things under their feet. All sheep and oxen, even the wild beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea and whatsoever moves in the paths of the sea. O Lord, our governor, how glorious is your name in all the world. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. The night has passed, and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. Our first psalm is Psalm 110. The Lord is King, and he has put on glorious apparel. Apparel. Clothes. The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. May the Lord stretch forth the scepter of your power, rule from Zion in the midst of your enemies. Noble are you on this day of your birth, on the holy mountain, from the womb of the dawn, the dew of your new birth is upon you. The Lord has sworn and will not retract. You are a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. The king at your right hand, O Lord, shall smite down kings in the day of his wrath. In all his majesty he shall judge among the nations, smiting heads over all the wide earth. He shall drink from the brook beside the way, Therefore shall he lift high his head. The Lord is king and has put on glorious apparel. Lord Jesus, divine son and eternal priest, inspire us with the confidence of your final conquest of evil and grant that daily on our way we may drink of the brook of your eternal life, and so find courage against all adversities, for your mercy's sake. Psalm 111. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. Hallelujah. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, in the company of the faithful and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out by all who delight in them. His work is full of majesty and honour, and his righteousness endures forever. He appointed a memorial for his marvellous deeds. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. 
He gave food to those who feared him. He is mindful of his covenant. He showed his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The work of his hands are truth and justice. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever. They are done in truth and equity. He sent redemption to his people. He commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have those who live by it. His praise endures forever. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. Gracious God, you are full of compassion. May we who long for your kingdom to come rejoice to do your will and acknowledge your power alone to save. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And we have Psalm 112. The righteous will be held in everlasting remembrance. Alleluia. Blessed are those who fear the Lord and have great delight in his commandments. Their descendants will be mighty in the land, a generation of the faithful that will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in their house, and their righteousness endures forever. Light shines in the darkness for the upright, gracious and full of compassion are the righteous. It goes well with those who are generous in lending and order their affairs with justice, for they will never be shaken. The righteous will be held in everlasting remembrance. They will not be afraid of any evil tidings. Their heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their heart is sustained and will not fear until they see the downfall of their foes. They have given freely to the poor. Their righteousness stands fast forever. Their head will be exalted with honour. The wicked shall see it and be angry. They shall gnash their teeth in despair. The desire of the wicked shall perish. The righteous will be held in everlasting remembrance. Gracious and generous God, save us from the meanness that calculates its interest and hoards its earthly gain as we have freely received. So may we freely give in the grace of Jesus Christ our Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. We have 2 Samuel chapter 15, and I'm not even going to ask if it's sad, because I'm sure it will be. Absalom is one of David's sons, and uh, we will hear lots of Absalom and Solomon, a different, more famous son, as they vied for the throne once David had gone. 
And so we hear of Absalom tonight, this morning. This morning, this morning, please. <laughs> After this, Absalom got himself a chariot and horses and 50 men to run ahead of him. Absalom used to rise early and stand before, beside the road into the gate. And when anyone brought a suit before the king for judgment, Absalom would call out and say, from what city are you? When the person said, your servant is of such and such a tribe in Israel, Absalom would say, see, your claims are good and right, but there is no one deputed by the king to hear you. Absalom said, moreover, if only I were a judge in the land, then all who had a suit or cause might come to me and I would give them justice. Whenever people came near to do obeisance to him, he would put out his hand and take hold of him and kiss them. Thus Absalom did to every Israelite who came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the people of Israel. At the end of four years, Absalom said to the king, Please let me go to Hebron and pay the vow that I have made to the Lord. For your servant made a vow while I lived in Geshur in Aram. If the Lord will indeed bring me back to Jerusalem, then I will worship the Lord in Hebron. The king said to him, Go in peace. So he got up and went to Hebron. But Absalom sent secret messengers throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, As soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then shout, Absalom has become king at Hebron. Two hundred men from Jerusalem went with Absalom. They were invited guests, and they went in their innocence, knowing nothing of the matter. While Absalom was offering the sacrifices, he sent for Ahithophel the Gilonite, David's counsellor, from his city of Gilo. The conspiracy grew in strength, and the people with Absalom kept increasing. Hmm. Return to the Lord, who will have mercy, to our God, who will richly pardon. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked abandon their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Return to the Lord who will have mercy, to our God who will richly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from above, and return not again, but water the earth, bringing forth life and giving growth, seed for sowing and bread to eat, so is my word that goes forth from my mouth, it will not return to me fruitless but it will accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the task I gave it. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. Return to the Lord who will have mercy, to our God who will richly pardon. So our second reading is in the book of Acts chapter 9. Saul uh, will has been converted, has found Christ. Christ has found him, 
and he's in that tricky period when uh, the Christians in Damascus, some of them will still not be at all sure, understandably, and the, his Jewish friends, those who sponsored him, have found out he has converted and uh, now his enemies. For several days, he was with the disciples in Damascus and immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is the Son of God. All who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem among those who invoked this same name? And has he not come here for the purpose of bringing them bound before the chief priests? Saul became increasingly more powerful and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Messiah. After some time had passed, the Jews plotted to kill him, but their plot became known to Saul. They were watching the gates day and night so that they might kill him. But his disciples took him by night and let him down through an opening in the wall, lowering him in a basket. When he had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples. But they were all afraid of him, for they did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him brought him to the apostles and described for them how on the road he had seen the Lord, who had spoken to him, and how in Damascus he had spoken boldly in the name of Jesus. So he went in and out among them in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He spoke and argued with the Hellenists, but they were attempting to kill him. When the believers learned of this, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Meanwhile, the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria had peace and was built up, living in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. It increased in numbers. Lord, you will guide me with your counsel and afterwards receive me with glory. Lord, you will guide me with your counsel and afterwards receive me with glory. For I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. And afterwards receive me with glory. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, you will guide me with your counsel and afterwards receive me with glory. You show mercy to our ancestors, and remember your holy covenant. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Saviour, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, God promised of old, 
to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all that hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors, and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath God swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. And you, child, you shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of all their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. You show mercy to our ancestors, and you remember your holy covenant. So let's pray. And so on this Wednesday morning, we give thanks for this gift of another new day. We have reached the middle of the week, middle of the working week. And so we give thanks for that. We pray for those who are working, those who are out at work, those who are keeping us fed, those who are filling the shops with food, those who are growing crops, those who are distributing food. We give thanks for those who clean our streets and empty our bins, those who deliver our milk, those who print and write the newspapers, those who keep us up to date with news and information. We give thanks for all the things which we can take for granted, but which are so important to us. We give thanks for lorry drivers, for food distributors, for all those who work unseen throughout the night to keep things going. We pray this morning for our church service at St Mary's, blended on Zoom and YouTube and dial-in and in person. And we give thanks that Martin is back from his honeymoon and that he and Anna have had a wonderful break together. And we pray for them and their future. And we pray for Martin as our rector, as our area dean and as our friend. We pray too for Paul as our curate and our friend and Jeanette, his wife. We pray that they continue to settle in well and that Paul makes a difference and gets to know us well and builds relationships and shares love and all these things which we pray will happen for him and for us. We pray that your kingdom will grow here on earth. We continue to pray for our schools as they start to go back, for staff back in school, many of whom have been in most of the summer. But for those further staff as they come back into school and understand what is maybe going to happen, we pray for parents and for students as they prepare to come back as well. 
We pray for a sense of confidence and with grateful thanks for all the work and the planning which continues to go on. We pray for those parts of the country which have gone back into local lockdown. We pray for safety and health. And we pray that such restrictions are followed so that they can come back out of lockdown soon and that people are kept as well as they can do. We continue to pray for a cure for this virus or at least a way that we can live with it that it is life enhancing rather than life inhibiting. And we pray for all those working so hard to help people get better or to stop people getting the virus. We pray for the many people who have recovered from the virus. We pray for those for whom it's taking a while to take to get better. We remember the families and friends of those who are poorly in body, mind or spirit, those known to us, those not known to us and those known only to you. And we continue to pray for our world, our world with turmoil and different levels of disquiet, for civil war, for environmental issues, for so many different things. This morning we continue to pray for all who we love and care for, those who are on our hearts. And we pray that we will continue to build relationships, to build love and care for each other, for our neighbours, for our families and our friends. We pray that we can make a difference in people's lives and that they and you will make that difference in our lives too. Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray and to give more than either we desire or deserve. Pour down upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving us those things of which our conscience is afraid and giving us those good things which we are not worthy to ask, but through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Quite tricky to read. <laughs> so wherever we are, even though we are in different places, we are still united with each other in prayer and in love of God and loved by God. So let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed, hallowed be, thy be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom, kingdom come, come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless us, and the Lord preserve us from all evil, and keep us in eternal life. Amen.
Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.